And I just remember in 1995, I was telling the doctor what's going on. And uh, he was like, okay, he started asking me questions, administered tests. And he told me I has a chemical disorder. You know, ser- there's more serotonin in one side of my brain than the next. You know, I was feeling, feeling the feelings I'm having is just a cause of depression. I have chemical imbalance. You know, so of course, so Prozac was like the, the, the first experimental thing back then. So, but I, that made it worse for me. Taking medication, and like, and it slowed me down, and I felt, you know, and just yeah, it was it was a cool party, man. It wasn't a cool party at all. So I ended up throwing them away, and that's why I really heavily relied on my art. You know, I really got deeper into. I was I was doing hip hop and poetry and I'm, since I was 12. Me and my best friend, we had a little rap group, so I just really was staying active. It's the Empowerment Perspective Podcast, hosted by Demiso Josie and Mr. Kareem Spence. Stay empowered. Stay empowered. All right. Welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie alongside my business partner, Bro Dogs. This is in the building. How you doing, sir? Doing well, man. I can't complain. I'm in uh, another location, as you can see, so the background changed a little bit. So can't tell nobody where I'm at. No, doing thing. You know what's funny? I'm in a, a secret location as well. Can't let nobody know where I'm at right now. I'm in an undisclosed location. So I don't know. We might be in the same place. Don't even know. Busy <laughs> out there. I'm trying to hide from that new COVID. That new 2021 20, COVID. That's what I'm trying to duck and dodge. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you, man. Um, we also are joined by Jamie as always. How are you doing, lady? Doing great, thank you. Are you in an undisclosed location as well? Or are you also in an undisclosed location that I can't share with anybody? Okay, okay. <laughs> so last time on our podcast, we had Lindsay Giannini on. She talked about, and also we had Keisha Lippabone on as well. And they talked about overcoming obstacles and things. Uh, Kareem and Jamie, how did you uh, feel about that particular podcast? I, I just think they did an awesome job, man. I mean, both young ladies, that they were on. I mean, one talking about education, the other talking about you know, being able to redefine herself after being able to make, you know, her, her dreams come to reality. So I, I think overall, uh, being able to overcome, redefine, create new goals, um, and just adapting to new things in general. I, I just really enjoyed that show. Right. Jamie, how about you? I think it was good to see, to hear from them, to see what they were able to accomplish. I think that a lot of them early on felt that they weren't able to get to the places that they were eventually able to get to. So uh, you should never hinder yourself, never block yourself from whatever it is that you want to attain. Facts. I think one of the big things we talked about on that episode was about fear and overcoming fear and what fear is and what it does and how you can move past that fear. So I think if you didn't listen to that podcast, make sure you check that out, Move Get Out Your Way podcast um, on our, our on iTunes and all the other stuff that we were on. Um, as well. We also introduced a new segment on that show all the way from the windy city of Chicago. My man Carson is in the building. Carson, how you doing, sir? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. And like I said before, we, we are about here at the Apartment Perspective. It's also giving kids a voice. So definitely uh, appreciate the fact that your dad is still pushing you to do this. Um, I saw some of your picks on another thing that you put out. So um, we want to talk about last week's picks, though. So we had two games, uh, one in the NFC, one in the AFC. Um, I think you went uh, 50%, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct, Kareem? I think he went with yeah. the, he went with Green Bay, and then he went with the um, Kansas City Chiefs. You got to check my facts on that. Is that right? Yes. All right. So how do you feel about those games? I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers, he MVP season, um, but the GOAT, man, Tom Brady came through and, and, and did his thing on it. Carson, how you feel about that game? I don't really feel any type of way other than the fact that I got it wrong. <laughs> but otherwise, it was a good game by the Packers and the Bucks. but the Packers just didn't pull through. 
I'm gonna tell tell you why you got it wrong because you're an Eagles fan. We talked about that at the last podcast. Uh, <laughs> who said anything about the Eagles? I just I just did because I'm petty like that. So <laughs> well, what did they even have to do with it? The fact that you're an Eagles fan it ruined everything. <laughs> they had nothing to do with it. You're right. Uh, but the other game you had, you had uh, my man, uh, what's the quarterback's name? Mahomes came in. Pat Mahomes, boy. Home, my homeboy had the concussion. I think he was faking. It was off of dramatic effects, and he came back in. And um, I don't know, Buffalo, I, I didn't believe in them in the first place, but I don't know. The Chiefs are kind of tough. Um, so what, what was your impressions of that game, Carson? How did you feel about that? It was a good game, for sure, like I said about the Bucks and the Packers. And, again, I would say that the uh, Bills weren't able to pull through. But otherwise, with Patrick Mahomes, had, if he hadn't started, I think that the Bills would have won. Uh, not only because Heineke, but also maybe his chemistry with the team. Hmm. Chemistry is a big thing, especially at this stage of the game. Chemistry is a big thing in life in general, no matter what organization that you're working in and, and, and dealing with, but definitely when it comes to football. So we are coming down to the final game. I know it's, it's like a bittersweet thing for me because I love football so much, but then it's going to be over Sunday. None of my teams are in it. So, But we have the GOAT, Tom Brady, playing in his home stadium, the first time that ever happened in, in NFL history, going against the repeat champions. Carson, what do you say about this game? Even though the Bucks have home home field, I think the Chiefs are going to win. And why do you think the Chiefs are going to pull this one out? They're going against the GOAT, the greatest of all time. One, because they had that bye week. They might have studied every other team in the NFC that they could have gone up against, so they might have found something uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good. Do we have a score? Who's going to win by how much? Uh, score, I think, will be 21-35 Chiefs. 21-35. That's a good score right there. Do you feel some kind of way that the former Eagles coach actually won Super Bowl and is probably going to win again, and he was not able to do that in Philadelphia for you? No. Uh, I wasn't really around when Andrew was coach of the Eagles, so <laughs> – that's cool. Look, for the people that need to know, how old are you so that they understand that you wasn't around? I'm 10, turning 11. Turning 11. This month. That's dope. That's dope. So you heard it here first. Last week, Carson went one for one. Or no, he was 50%. So he's going with the, the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl. I don't know, Kareem. You think, you think the GOAT got it in him for one more? Only thing I know is that when you go to work, man, you just can't like work half the day and get credit for a full day work. So the GOAT will have to play four quarters. I will admit that he had an outstanding first half, probably the best first half of football that I've ever seen the GOAT play. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. You have halftime, you're a football player. You have halftime, and then you got a third and fourth quarter. So you actually have to play those two quarters in order to win the game. And he can act like the game is over in the first half if he wants to. I tell you what, that new goat that's coming up, I guess he's going to play. He play all four quarters. I got you. As always, Kareem has internet issues because he don't want to pay his internet bill. That's why he keeps glitching in and out. So we- <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in low quick. In this. Now, it's not even me this time. This time you blame it on Comcast because Comcast is slowing down people's stuff. I've been home all day. I watching Netflix, so that's just what I do. Well, we already know you're not home. You already said that, so we know that we know that you're not home. I got I got more than one homes. I, I got <laughs> plenty of homes. I got Eric Coles, like, like Lou Chris said. I got places in different places. Uh, well, Carson, man, thank you. We're going to see what your picks are going to do this, this actually in two weeks, because they have this this week off, and hopefully um, you know, I, I, I'm going to ride with the Chiefs as well. I think I'm gonna go but another here. big reason I say the Chiefs is because is because of the chemistry with Patrick Mahomes being in Kansas City for how many years now? What is this? Like third or fourth year, I believe. In, in I five. believe. He's in five, five years. And then Tom Brady did just come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But 
in the end of the season, they finished the Bucks finished eleven and five. Chiefs finished fourteen and two. Uh, some of the Bucks' record with the five losses, I think, might have been a little bit of chemistry since it's Brady's first year. Hmm. Yeah, they were losing early, so yeah, they had to get that chemistry down, uh, especially between the coach and the player. That was a big, big thing for them to overcome, but. I don't know. I can't. I can't knock the man. He's a great quarterback. So um, you know, he studied the game and he's he, he knows it. And I don't know. I, it's gonna be close, but I'm gonna give Kansas City the edge. They got too much firepower for for them to handle. But um, well, listen, Carson, stay warm out there in Chicago. I know y'all got like 75 feet of snow right now, and y'all done brought it all here to New Jersey because we're dealing with it right now on our end. Um, so, did you have school today? Yes. Oh, y'all just in Chicago, y'all just go to school, whatever, huh? It doesn't matter if there's snow or not, right? Uh, I'm not going to school. I'm not going back to school just yet. Oh, you were virtual. You yes. Doing it? All right. I get it. My kids are doing the same thing. But be safe out there. Enjoy your day at school uh, tomorrow virtually and the rest of this week. And we will definitely have you back on. Um, actually, another one before the actual Super Bowl, hopefully. And then get some more insider information on the Super Bowl. We thank you and um, you know, be safe out there. All right. Yeah. All thank right. you for having me. No doubt, man. We love having you on this show. All right. Thanks. All, All right. right. Take care. Peace. All right. Peace. So that was my man Carson. He dropped some knowledge on us again about his picks. We're trying to get him, you know, acclimated. And um, for those of you who don't know, his father is Kyle Santillian out there in Chicago, uh, WCGI uh, radio morning show. And we trying to, you know, give kids a platform. So why not give them a platform to, to, to express himself? And who knows what this is going to lead to? Um, we're all about the empowerment perspective is giving people a voice. Uh, why not let these young people do their thing as well? So shout out to Carson for that. Um, in previous seasons, we had a segment called Take a Personal. Uh, we have a special guest on here today. But before I get to that, I have a Take a Personal. I'm bringing it back. And this goes out to all you so-called motivational speakers out there. Uh, we are dealing with the time of COVID. We're dealing with the time with a lot of social and civil unrest. Bottom line, people need motivation more than ever. And my assumption is that you got into this business because you wanted to motivate people, right? So why is it when I go on and see these so-called motivational speakers who know that people are strapped for money right now and all this stuff, you are charging people a lot of money to come hear you speak still. I get it. You have a business, you have to run a business, but if you are a motivational speaker, you are, that now is the time for you to really lean in and help people. Cause I thought that's what you really got into this craft for in the first place. And then some of you try to trick us to say, well, my program was $500 before COVID. So I'm gonna charge you 300. That's not helping. Where are you right now? Um, and what are you doing? Hopefully you are doing it on a local level. I'm just not seeing it, but after all these people spent all this money on you and your program, you have the audacity to still charge hundreds of dollars when you know people are hurting. But I thought you was a motivational speaker. Should I be taking this personal? Mm. Coming from a place where somebody who is in this space, and this is what we do, we don't charge people for this podcast. We don't charge people a lot of times when we come and speak. Should I be taking this personal right now? I'm asking you, Kareem. See, I'm, I'm, I'm divided because, one, I don't think I care. Um, but I understand your point of being able to, to help folks and being able to get them through these tough times. But, man, I just can't see myself getting a discount, man. I'm, um, I'm, not, I'm not a 90% dude, man. I need 100% of mine. I get it. But then when I pay for that, I'm not Listen, you're not getting me a market. I'm saying right now. I'm not a Marshall type dude. You're not getting me a I'm Nordstrom all day. I got you. Nordstrom citizen check too. 100%. Jamie, do you think I should be taking this person? Um, I don't think you should be taking it personal. I think that, you know, you should, there should be a meet somewhere in the middle, like where you pay, but maybe not as much as. Other people pay? I don't know. Meeting in the middle. Meet in the middle. Yes. Compromise. You have to compromise. I'm, I'm, I'm still struggling a little bit. <laughs> Everybody's struggling right now, though. Right. So give something. <laughs> like, give me a free seminar, like, one time. Like, if I miss it because I missed it, then all right. 
give me something free one time. You still ain't got to charge three, four hundred dollars uh, per person. We ain't talking about, you know, per person to see to hear you speak virtually at that. You ain't even there. That's another thing that I have an issue with. But I don't know. I'm in my feelings a little bit. I'm going to take it personal. They shouldn't be doing that. You need to be speaking out. You should be helping people right now. Now, hopefully you're doing it on a local level, but you should be doing it international as well. So I'm just going to yeah. Booty Black, I need to introduce you first, brother. I got to introduce okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. You got yeah. you got something to say. My thing personal was intentional. <laughs> but let me go here, right? So, um, LinkedIn, like you got to give me some money to LinkedIn and us some money to LinkedIn for because we always bigging you up on this on this podcast because that's is where you know I, I get a lot of my contacts from and I happen to be scrolling through and um, somebody had posted a, a um, I think actually the, the I think you posted a video about a, a movie coming up and it was about depression so I kind of dig dug in a little bit and I saw some poetry I was like wait a minute I said the brother got some skills speaking poetry, then I saw some some hip hop things. And I was like, I think we could vibe with him a little bit because that's kind of what we do here too. And I was like, let me just reach out, right? So I reached out and, and sent him a message. And a lot of times when we do this, like I see when people read the message, right? A little sign comes, I know you read the message. Like, if you don't want to be on a podcast, it's like, cool, well, you know, I'm good. Send me a message back. I'm good. Don't ignore me completely, right? So <laughs> I have a problem with that. That's another take the personal for another time. Like, just respond back. But the brother responded back to me, and I was like, yo, let's get on here and let's talk about, um, want to talk back and focus on the, the topic of the depression and how you're using the arts um, to, to work through that and some of the wonderful work that you're doing. Um, so I'm going to introduce Moody Black on here. How are you doing, sir? Man, I am great, bro. Fantastic, fabulous, and all kind of adjectives you can think of, man. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> How y'all doing? Uh, and I'm from South Carolina. You hear a lot of y'all tonight. There hear a lot of y'all. <laughs> there it is. There a lot of y'all tonight. That's, that's I try to talk job interview, but sometimes that country come out. I try, man. I try. Yeah, bring, bring that country out. You want you to be free for sure, for sure. But definitely thank you for uh, agreeing to be on and being on tonight. And uh, oh man, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Hey, I want. I got to speak on some things, bro. I yeah, speak come on. on some come on. Well, well, first and foremost, man, you from New Jersey, man. Shout out New Jersey. I did a show in Newark uh, several years ago. I was on tour in the Portage set. Now. Being old Southern boy, we we talk. When you go up north, man, don't speak nobody. Just go ahead and do what you gotta do. No folks, they they stone face killers up there, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, you know, and I did my set, and uh, and I was real cool with the host. He booked me, man. We 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 real tight. He's from New Jersey. I don't know if you know Flo Mentals. Uh, mm -hmm. He's on HBO Death Poetry a long time ago. But he, me and real tight. And uh, I got finished my set, and I had a standing ovation. And I went to him like, bro, I said I was never expecting that. Based on, you know, and I know we all have our, our stereotypes, but everybody's region and stuff like that. He was saying, nah, Moody, man, they love to hear that country twang from you, bro. <laughs> and we hear each other all the time, so you bought something different. Like, okay, I tell you, they showed me love. So New Jersey get love for me, man. Hey, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and shout out Chicago, my favorite city I love to visit and perform in. Chicago is beautiful. It's like a much nicer, cleaner New, New York. It's definitely <laughs> like Chicago. It's a clean of New York, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and and the pizza, the pizza, but but I'm gonna tell you why you should not take the motivational speakers personal. I'm gonna tell Come you on. why. Tell me now, why. I'm not. I, I I consider myself somewhat of an inspirational, uh, transitional, transformational, and motivational speaker of some sorts. I'm not Eric Thomas level. <laughs> I'm not those guys level. But I get it. I think the thing is, cats like him. If the corporations got the money, you're not going to shortchange me. If you if, if they got the money, you know what I'm saying? If AT&T or this university, they want to book me, oh, y'all got money. Come on, we, we, come on, give me that money. Stop playing. So I'm not mad anybody getting their money. Now, you talking about uh, Island Creek Baptist Church down there. <laughs> they want to bring me in. You know, I, I, I'm definitely going to you know recognize, okay, this church, you know, is it a mega church one? If not... Is it, is it a grandma and a grandpa church in the woods? Uh, okay, then we can, I can make, I have a scale, I have a sliding scale there. I can move that thing down. But you gonna tell me, Joe Osteen, you gonna book Moody Black to speak. 
Nah, bro, come on. <laughs> well, this, this ain't, no offense your congregation, but you got some money. <laughs> so I ain't trying to hear that. So yeah, you know, it just depends on the situation. I got you know, somebody's being cutthroat. This is like, nah, okay, what you is? You'll give me a G up front. Right. Okay, then you got some moral things you need to work out. But I can't be, you can't be mad when cats getting their paper if they got the money. No, you know I what I'm saying? I, I, I get the, the if, if you're dealing with the sponsor, you're dealing with corporate. Yeah, I, you okay. got money, give me that money. But my problem is when you create your own platform and you create your own space, right now might not be the time to be charging people $500 if you're doing this on your own. Get that corporate I, I, money. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the thing, I, how, do, how do you, how do you, uh, I guess, regulate people's pockets? Everybody gonna scream poor mouth. I'm saying, oh, I'm gonna do the Zoom. Come here, motivate uh, Moody Black speak. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm gonna do a sliding scale. Oh, oh, Moody, I ain't, I ain't got no money either. <laughs> nah, Moody, but I'm struggling too, Moody. <laughs> uh -huh. Now I better go to your house, but you stand on the high heels up there with a mansion, you know, but you screaming poor mouth. Yeah. As we say down here, you screaming poor mouth down here. I'm sorry, I, I'm full of country euphemisms. Y'all please forgive me. We got this thing, man, you can't be talking poor mouth. But you know you got some money. You screaming poor mouth. <laughs> so it's, it's hard to regulate that thing. So I'm like, hey, get your cousin who's got the money come and he bring the stuff back to you. So I mean, it, I feel you, but at the same time, you know, cats be tripping. So how, how do you, you know, how do you decide to scale to everybody? So, somebody got some money. Everybody ain't struggling. <laughs> I get it. Everybody ain't struggling. But I just feel more like more people are nowadays, but everybody yeah. ain't <laughs> like right. Like, hey, jo hey, I tell you what, the, hey, hey, I'm I'm from the hood. Michael, Michael Jordan, he's still making money. Now you, you explain that to me. Them Jordan's still getting bought. And it ain't and ain't and ain't the suburban kids either. So you hey, explain that to me. They getting that pandemic I, money, go, money going to the mall. I, <laughs> listen, I explained it to you. Kareem bought all of them. He bought them. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Stop going. <laughs> but I'm going to hush my mouth. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm a child show, man. I, I feel welcoming. I, I feel the love. Y'all doing a great thing. I love you. got the young man starting to show off. I think that's a beautiful thing, man, getting young folk involved. Absolutely. Now, we don't want you to shut your mouth. It's about you. You know what I mean? Nah. <laughs> it's about us, baby. It's about yeah, us. Yes. I feel you. Us. <laughs> it's about, uh, you know, uh, highlighting people. We talk about highlighting educators. And to us, educators come in all shape, form, or fashion, not necessarily the, the traditional educator, even though we're all educators on here. Um, but we always look for people that are spreading some positivity uh, and able to teach people. So uh, when I reached out and looked at some of your work, it was like, you know, the, the man has a message out there. He definitely, uh, some people need to hear uh, his story. Some people need to hear, you know, some of the things that, that you're saying. So um, we definitely, definitely salute you and the work that you're doing out there. And, um, you know, I just want to get into, we're big on the why here, like why you do certain things here. So I want to dive in real quick to um, like, you can go as far as you want and how deep as you want into this, but um, why poetry and why are you using and what are you using that poetry for? Like, how did that whole thing start for you? Man, I, I would tell people that I have to give credit to my mom. Um, single mom, not saying my dad was born. I, I always give respect to my dad. I think we paint fathers as in his bad, not all fathers bad fathers. It didn't work, you know, and, I, and as I got older, I realized people are where they are at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't around like I felt like I wanted him to be. But my mom working all the time and she would take these evening college courses, right? And she would bring home these literature books. And she was like, here, y'all read that. Me and my sister were like, man, now, you know, you want to read? You want to go reading? But one day, and we had this long hallway in our house, and we had one bookshelf, like a three-tier bookshelf in our hallway. It's the only thing in the hallway. And I don't know, I was bored one day, whatever. I'm going through the books. I found this book called This Time Called Life by Walter Render. He was a hippie writer, just writing poetry and stuff. But, you know, being young, what's the first thing you look for? The pictures. I'm looking for the pictures. And it had these soft, black and white images of young people and nature. It was just, it just, it touched me. So I'm like, okay, it drew me in. And I started reading the poems that were beside the pictures. And it, it was all about being young and free. So like a preteen, I'm like, yo, I'm young. I want to be free. So I'm reading these poems and I started connecting. I'm like, wow, this is a beautiful thing. I, I you know, I didn't say it like that, but in my head, that's how, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. So I really got into, I ended up reading that whole book in one day. And then I had a, a deeper appreciation for poetry. So I went back to read what my mom was suggesting, like the Maya Angelou's, the Langston Hughes's, Nikki Giovanni's and all that. I had to go back 
and appreciate that. So, but uh, that, as far as the poetry concerned, that was my beginning. And I just started writing my feelings. You know, when you're young, all your poems mm-hmm. like, man, I hope she liked me. Hope <laughs> 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 oh, good enough, man. Oh, life is just so hard. And my little young self, life is just so hard. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. All the anguish. <laughs> now I've been alive 12 years on the planet. I got all this anguish, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Jamie, in your classroom, you deal with special education students at the middle school. You teach poetry, you and my son. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, so, Tell us a little bit how your kids can connect with poetry. Like, so what are some of the tricks and stuff that you use in your classroom to kind of connect kids to poetry? Because to be honest with you, at middle school, a lot of those kids, like the first thing you hear poetry, they, they suck in their teeth. They don't want to hear about it. So how, as a teacher, how do you go about getting those kids to connect with poetry in your classroom? So even if kids aren't necessarily reaching for books that have poems in them, they listen to music. So. I bring poetry at them in a form of music and that's usually how I introduce it to them. And then we take it from there, eventually having them create some form of music that is poetry. So we start with music wow. in the beginning and we dive into poetry and then we end with music. Mm-hmm. And in one of our presentations we talk about hip hop 101 and how to reach and teach today's hip hop generation. One of the, the segments we talk about using, how connecting, you know, uh, poetry to hip hop and things of that nature, the hyperboles and all those things. And then and that was like your 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 area there. So um, you, I'm gonna give people some little bit of insider information here. Um, you write a little bit, correct? Oh, let's go. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, right, so where, when do you write and how did that come? Like, when? what's your inspiration when you decide to write poetry? I think that my inspiration for writing is a means of, um, I, my head gets to a certain point where it feels full and I just need to take some of those thoughts and put it down on paper to kind of make space to, to start over again. So it's kind of like a coping mechanism for me. Got you. So, Kareem, I'm going to talk to you about poetry in terms of a therapeutic session uh, setting. Because um, you're a guidance counselor, uh, how can students use poetry as a means to, I'm going to say, self-regulate or even to to deal with some of their things that they're going through? No, self-regulation is actually the um, the correct term because what we're trying to do is reduce the amount of emotion that they have is penned up in, inside of them. Um, and just like um, Jamie touched on, um, the importance of having that release, and even if it is just getting it down on paper, um, it doesn't even have to even rhyme for a set because there are different poetry styles that don't even, you know the ability to have words rhyme together. But just being able to get those thoughts and emotions out on paper, mm-hmm. and even only even with the hip hop. So you talking about if those guys actually acted on some of the thoughts that they had. The murder rate in this in um, the country be crazy yeah. right now. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. So I want to go in, Moody, to um, we, we wanted to talk about depression and your experience with that because uh, you know I, I read up a couple things on you and and how you're using your your art to to kind of deal with those things. So that, depending on how deep you want to go into it, like um, yes, yeah, it's, it's all good. Those those connect that connection. Well, before I get on that, I, I want to comment on uh, what. First, I need to connect with all y'all. I'm a, uh, if you haven't mentioned, I'm a teaching artist. I, I also go into schools, well, not so much since COVID, mm-hmm. but uh, I teach kids how to appreciate poetry. And one of the things you touched on was hip hop, and I because I do hip hop as well. Um, I, I bring in the whole, hey, I ask questions. Hey, who? How many write poetry? And of course, they're looking around like nobody want to raise their hand. Mm-hmm. Now I, I switch up. So how many I like music? Oh, what you like? And they're like, I love pop. R&B, hip hop, everybody, rap, 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 rap. That's cool. I said, man, who's your favorite rapper? I just, I hook him in, I bring him in, I set, it's set up beautifully. Now I'm like, hey, if you take the beat away, what you got left? And they were like, you got lyrics, words? Oh, he got words. I said, what if I tell you that it's a poem? And they, like, during headlights, oh no. <laughs> Wait a minute, no, you tricked us, you know? Mm. <laughs> I had this fourth grade while I was in the hood school in my old city of Farmer, South Carolina. And I told this, this one little fourth grade stood up mad. He's like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me hip hop is poetry? I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, that's poetry? That's poetry. I'm like, yeah. No way, that's poetry. I'm like, yeah, he was hot. He was mad. Because poetry, somehow or another, is made to be lame. Like, even when I was doing it, uh, when I started reading more in school, 
because I started loving it. I still got ridiculed. You know, we, I'm in the hood. Kevin's like, man, you trying to be white. That's lame, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it bothered me at first. I'm like, man, I like it. Okay, whatever. Y'all say whatever. I like this thing. Mm-hmm. When I got to high school, craziest thing, though, when, you know, when you get in high school, you start, you start feeling yourself. You know, like, okay, I can, I can pull this young lady. I can pull this young man over here. All right. Oh, they, they like words. I got to find somebody who like that guy. He, I remember he, he writes poetry. Hey, bro, can you write me a poem so I can get my girl? Like, yeah, $10. Bam! I always tell that story. The kids laugh. But it's real, though. It's real. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love making that connection. And, and, and it's, it's so funny how poetry is all around us, man. Mm. It's all around us in everything we do, everything we breathe. You know, and it's so amazing that had to, when I started getting serious about teaching it, I had to really go back and to relearn. So I should have paid attention in school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, take advantage of the opportunities now. You never know. These are trans- transitional skills. You may need this later on, no matter what it is. I know we, we look at the schools like none of that stuff is ever useful. You never know. Even if he's going to be on Jeopardy one day, you might need it. You know, you never, you never know. All the things you learn is going to come up somewhere. It's going to surface somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I just want to touch on that. But y'all would love to connect with y'all because uh, I'm doing a virtual lesson now. I just uh, got commissioned to do a school, Kent, Washington, Washington mm-hmm. State. I did like four lessons for them, for their kids. So I do lessons. I haven't got a, a specific YouTube page away from my own page just for my educators. It's mm-hmm. called Making Words Move. That's my own little program, Making Words Move. I got little videos that teachers can play. Hey, it's little okay. samples of some lessons of poetry. Okay. But to answer your question, uh, mental illness runs uh, real deep on my mom's side of the family. And um, it was like when I was around that same time, 11, 12 years old, my mom, out of five kids, she has two older brothers. And I never seen them around. Like, I never seen them. Then, you know, when I got older, she started explaining to me, yeah, my, my two brothers, they've been in mental institutions since they were 12. You know what I'm saying? And I'm at 12. You know, I'm like, wow, since 12? Now, they older than me. Like, they old, old. And they've been in there since 12. But you got to think back then we didn't know about how to, to deal with mental illness. They, they, we didn't. We wasn't guided to uh, mental institutes or well, well, uh, therapy per se. You know, there, there was nobody to kind of talk to the situation, especially for us as black people in America. Mm-hmm. We already dealing with a PTSD just from being over here. You know, what I'm saying post traumatic slaves disorder. So I'm quite sure they were just dealing with their poverty situation and, and what they didn't have, and they just like okay, they that up send them away, and they that's where they've been all their lives. And even my mom's, uh, one of her older sisters, she has mental illness, her children, her son and her daughter has mental illness. So I was always around it. And my mom always feared that I might be next. That was always a concern. Mm-hmm. And I'm an artist, you know what I'm saying? I remember like just a couple of years ago, I have, I mean, my daddy got real cool. I remember having a conversation with him. This is probably like five years ago. He was telling me, he said, yeah, man, your mom trying to uh, take you down and get somebody to talk to you. I said, nah, ain't nothing wrong with that boy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what you mean? She said, yeah, and I, I get, I, I know being a parent is a scary thing, especially if you're single. My dad would come in and out, but she was like, this boy is, he's hanging with his cousin. They walking all over the streets everywhere. He's quiet, he's drawing all the time. I was, oh God, I'm worried. So I get it now, but I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. She want to do what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I didn't know where that boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's always a looming, scary thought. Even now, man, my mom probably think I'm crazy, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I ain't crime artist, but I do. But I, it was 1985, I knew some things, a lot of heavy, heavy stuff was laid on me, man. I, I didn't know what was going on. I felt something was different with me. Mm. So I went to the I went to the doctor, get a, like, oh, I always get checkups back then. Uh, I, I got to do better now, man. The time's, time's rough. <laughs> man, when I was working a real job, I had that insurance. <laughs> but I go all the time, get my checkup. And I just remember in 1985, I was telling the doctor what's going on. And uh, he was like, okay, he started asking me questions and certain tests. And his, he told me it has a chemical disorder. You know, ser- there's more serotonin in one side of my brain than the next. Mm. You know, I was feeling, feeling the feelings I'm having is just a cause of depression. I have a chemical imbalance. You know, so of course, uh, Prozac was like the, the, the first experimental thing back then. So, but that made it worse for me, taking medication. It, like, it slowed me down and I felt, you know, and just, yeah, it was, it was a cool party, man. It wasn't a cool party at all. So I ended up throwing them away. And that's why I really heavily relied on my art, you know, I really got deeper into, I was I was doing hip hop and poetry. And I'm, since I was 12, me and my best friend, we had a little rap group. So I just really was staying active and just, you know, being busy, sometimes too busy, you know, uh, that's why I had kids early, but uh, <laughs> 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 sometimes too busy. 
Well, I wasn't gonna give in to my depression, gosh darn it. But <laughs> that's funny. Oh, y'all know I do. I'm a, I do comedy. I'm a comedian, so I don't know if y'all figure that out. I do comedy. Yeah, matter of fact, tonight, um, every first and third Monday on my IG, I do what's called combo with a comic. I bring in local comics and interview them, just like y'all doing me. I'm gonna do that in a little bit awesome. at nine o'clock. Yeah, every night, every uh, first third Monday, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Shout out to your IG so people know how. Yeah, to... yeah. Well, I have I have like several IGs, but for my comedy, it's Moody Black Comic at IG. But for for the poetry and the hip hop, I am Moody Black. I make it real simple. Yeah, and we we getting all the stuff later. I'll promote myself later. But absolutely. Uh... <laughs> absolutely. But um, just to go back, like I'm hearing you talk, and I'm reflecting on when I fell in love with writing, fell in love with hip hop, and things. It was I was in my darkest moments when. I had to turn to something, a creative. Right, right. So I started DJing, and then I started producing music. Then I started writing. And it was just, like Kareem said, like, once you, I released it, it I felt better about it. Um, so yeah. now, now I get into these spaces. I haven't really wrote a lot lately, but now I'm starting to get into these spaces because of things going on personally with me that I just feel like I always lean back to that. I always yeah. lean back to that and being able to to write, write through that. Um, and the other piece that you touched on that I think a lot of, especially uh, black families need to hear, it's okay to go get help. It's okay yeah. to go see a professional. It's okay yeah. to go to the doctor and get checked up. Um, there's a lot of people that are still skeptical and afraid to admit that they got issues. And you know, you got, there's people that are out there that can help you work through your issues and again, put you in the right place. So make sure that you um, are going out there and, and listening to yourself, number one, Cause your body and your mind's gonna tell you when it's time for you to go get help. Yeah, that's facts. But you, but you know what that is though. We we've been put in position. Where we had to be so strong, and, and that, that get passed down, man. I think anything that deviates from that is a sign of weakness. You know what I'm saying? Cause we are, we the, we the, we the only race people. We, we gotta feel like we gotta show we hold it together. Oh, even when we even if even holding it together by duct tape and rubber band, we still gotta <laughs> show we hold it together. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, but yeah, you. I think you're absolutely correct. It, we have to really convey that message that it's okay, man. Mm. Yeah, hey, get some help. Cause we we somehow or another we we we're gonna put it out there. We, right. If you don't say it, we're gonna show it. We we right. be abusive to ourselves, our family, loved ones, family members, our kids. We pass this thing down, their kids end up being worse than we were. Because mm. we never talked about it. We never said, hey, you know, I just feel like this and this is why. And and you know, I, I, Right. I need some help, and it's okay to get help, you know. And yeah. I had, and let your kids know I had to go over here and talk to somebody, right? So they can do the same thing, man. But then, I mean, to me, that's also it's a, it's a strength, right? So to me, if you're going to go and get help, that's also a sign of strength because it is. We're re trying to redesign the blueprint, right? There's not an architect on this planet that got the blueprint right the first time. They went back and revisited. They got some help. Somebody looked at it differently. Um, say, no, you should look at it from this perspective. And they redesigned it. So to me, that's part of the process like of, of really trying to redesign yourself and really look at it from a different perspective. Because at the end of the day, that's what the therapist is going to do is give you a different perspective right? right. on the same thing. So you might look at it from a different angle and be like, you know, I do got this. If I apply these tools and this, this, and this, I, I, I do got that. So I want people to understand that that's also, a, a, asking for help is probably more powerful than trying to to walk this this walk by yourself. You don't have the answers all right. by yourself, right? You know what I mean? You might know yourself inside and out, but there's areas about you that you really don't understand about. Right. Right? So now, I've been, I've been very fortunate to have a good circle of uh, square of guys, good mm -hmm. square of friends. You know, saying to lean on for since, like I said, my best friend, we've been friends since we were like single digits, you know what I'm saying? We still best friends to the day, you know what I'm saying? And so it's good to have that friend and say, hey man, you gotta look at it this way, or what you're doing ain't right. Mm -hmm. Hey bro, you know, hey, you might, hey, what's going on with you? I can tell you different. Right. And just has somebody to spill that out to and vice versa. We all, we lean on each other, Absolutely. you know? So we've been, we've kind of fortunate to, to be in that situation, that space with each other. That we can peel the layer off and mm. hey man, bro, I, I just need I just need you to listen right now, bro. I just need you to listen. That's you know, a, and it, a very powerful piece is having the right people around you, right? So right. We always tell, especially young people, like if your closest friends <laughs> know what your goal is, they don't know what your dream is, they don't know what makes you tick, they're not really there for you. You should be able to lean on people and be like, mm -hmm. fact, what you said was perfect. They should be able to tell you that something ain't right. Something ain't right with you, bro. And not get mad. And not, not get, get mad, mad about it. Not get mad. 
right? I didn't understand until much later. Now, you know, I'm in my 40s now, and people, I'm yeah. checking in on people, they come and calling me, and I had a call today, like, yo, you all right, bro. So you got to put yourself around people that won't get mad and is not trying to take advantage of you, try not, not try to get over on you, but truly, genuinely care and love for you, right? So at the end of the day, having that, that core group of people around is, is a very, very powerful piece, especially as men, especially as black men, to have another black yeah. group of black men to say that I love you and I'm there for you. Like that was like unheard of growing up, right? So it was always yeah. competition, but now we're in a space where it's okay to tell somebody that you love them, tell them that you hurting, tell them that you here, there, if you got that core, people that you can, can you know can trust and listen to them you know what i'm saying and really take some of their thoughts and perspectives in consideration i think that's a huge piece um that's that's missing amongst our community specifically is getting that core group of people to let you know that hey you messing up <laughs> or hey you doing right. the thing you know what i'm saying right exactly <laughs> that's definitely, definitely that a big piece um I want to get into, uh, I saw the movie thing, explain that. Is that something that you are creating and working on? Were you just promoting somebody else's things? Like, what was going That's on? me. That's all it's you. all me, man. Um, to kind of backtrack, I just dropped my hip hop album, my second solo hip hop album called Manifest. And I really wanted to, to, you know, once I went through my situations, I wanted to, you know, so when I started really speaking things to existence, I'm like, wow, this, this you know, there's some, solidarity this time, it's some real stuff this thing. You know, I start seeing bits and pieces, like I, I'm intent and I'm on focus. I saw things unraveling, how I spoke it to unravel. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. Then I want to really share that with other people. So I, that's why I named my album Manifest. So it's, it's, it's filled with songs, positive songs like that. And it's filled with half of my testimony. I'm giving my story about certain things. And mm -hmm. you know, one thing in particular is a song called In My Feelings, which is I'm about to release. I'm, I'm turning to a short film, so I'm, I'm I had started really started saving money to pay other people. Then of course, you know, being, this is what I do for a living. So that money got gone, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was gifted an iPad. I'm like, wait a minute. I started seeing people, you know, these videos, people uh, like even Mark uh, Scorsese, mm -hmm. saying his name right. Yeah, he uh, uh, like had his students from some universities iPad making movies. I'm like, wait a minute. I can make a movie with my iPad? Should I film my own video? Like, wait a minute. And, I, and somebody, it was free. It was, it was a gift. I had to buy this thing. I'm sitting here doing stuff. Like, no, nah, I'm finna, I'm finna do my own stuff. Right. So I shot up my own videos. And I'm like, man, you know, I always wanted to do film. I'm a big Spike Lee fan. I'm like, you know, I want to do film. Okay, I'm not gonna call my music videos videos no more. I'm about to shoot short films, short musical films. So I did a couple, but I really wanted to uh, get this particular song called In My Feelings because it deals with my own story and other people's story about dealing with depression mm -hmm. and even suicide. You know. And um, it's a very beautiful song and, and, and it's a hip hop joint. So mm. I, I got a guy, a close friend of mine, a fellow poetry teammate, and I do, uh, I used to coach Poetry Slam. And uh, he's in acting. So I'm like, man, you're gonna be my main actor. Get my other teammate, she's gonna be a co-star co on it. And we'll put together these bits and pieces of us having to deal with certain feelings. And people, I want people to sense that, just do the, the emotions and the feelings while the song is playing. So I'm approaching like a short film. Mm. And uh, that's why I've been promoting and uh, next week I should have it uh, released to the public, man. And, you know, at the end, I want to make sure I have the uh, suicide hotlines. People, after they see the video, hey, there's something you need, need help. Here's a number right here. Right. That's super dope. Yeah, for sure. I want to go back to something that you talked about, the concept of manifesting. Because um, yes. I literally just posted something on, on, on Facebook because, and uh, I was working on this presentation for uh, about relationships and education. I didn't have not one client whatsoever. So I'm just going to create this presentation and, so, and see what happens once I create this presentation. So and then I started thinking about it and thinking about what could possibly happen. Uh, within two weeks, I had multiple clients already lined up about this presentation. And something just told me nice. it was something sitting on my heart. Like, I need to create this thing um, and just kind of work with it. The presentation ain't even all the way done yet. And there's people already knocking at the door, kind of like thing. Um, and before that, I created a, a vision board. I was so against vision boards for, for really. Yeah, yeah, I was for a long time. But I created a vision board. This actually created a second one. And I put things on there. For those you don't know, vision board, you put out images or whatever and about things that you want to, to happen um, in the future. And when I created my first vision board, I'm going to say 95% of that vision board came true in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm -hmm. The key, though, is 
it may not look like what you thought it would look like, right? So at some point, like for example, I went to Temple University. I had the little Temple logo. I said, oh, wow. Temple. Um, I didn't get a job with Temple, but I was able to present. I was presented with an opportunity to present for Temple. So it was kind of like, you know, those things. So I created this other vision board about this presentation and some other things. And these things just started to manifest themselves because I spoke it into, into existence. Again, it wasn't the, the end product didn't look like what I thought it would be because I believe that God just has a plan for you to, to move in certain areas, right? So um, I kind of just go with that. And we talked about this on a previous podcast was we don't necessarily focus on the end product. We focus on the process. The end product, God's going to have his way with it anyway. So you, the end product's going to be whatever he decides right. it's going to be. Um, but so we don't get hung up on this is what it has to look like. Um, we kind of just go through the process and, and let it and let it be. Um, but so th that manifestation thing is, it, I didn't believe it <laughs> for a long, long time. I just kind of was just right know, with it. So it, it, it sounds like some out of space stuff. Like man, it's not tangible. Hey, whatever, right, man. right. Gonna keep working hard. It's gonna happen. It's definitely, nah, you gotta, you gotta speak it. Yeah, absolutely. And we're trying to teach these young people to do to do the same things. You know, I mean, you gotta have a vision um, and and understand that there's a process that goes along with that. So Jamie, I'm going to turn to you first and I'm going to go to Kareem about uh, things that you go through a process of, of, of manifestation. Is there things that you kind of think about and try to put into the universe before they appear? Like, do you have those experiences or am I the only crazy one at the empowerment perspective to actually do this? Um, like there are things that I think about before they happen. <laughs> <laughs> What are you over there doing? No, go ahead, go ahead. You got a quarter pound over there? What are you over there doing? Like, what are we talking about in terms of teaching, in terms of- It could be anything. Okay, anything so, um, I mean, for exercise, I have a goal of what my end game is going to look like, and I work out every day, mm. sometimes harder than other days, based on getting my body to that end game point. Mm, gotcha. Kareem, you got anything? <laughs> I mean, so basically what you, what you guys have touched on was um, metaphysics and everything that you, you speak will actually come to life. If you speak it, it actually will come. It will mm -hmm. manifest in your life. And that's the scary thing because sometimes we, we say things that are opposite of what we actually are desiring. Mm -hmm. So like you may get like a young person say, you know what? I hate my mom. I wish she died. And then it happens. So you have to be careful with some of the things that you, you're speaking into existence because the things eventually will happen. Now, it may not, like Misa, like you said, it may not come to you, you, you see it, like he may not be, or he may be wishing death on his mother and she may not physically die, but she may get cancer. And now he has to actually watch her slowly, surely start to just, you know, to die. So, um, when it comes to me, there, there are certain things that I want. You know, I got expensive taste. So, you know that I'm not even looking to be able to have a car. I want a driver. That's what I want. That's the Let's that's go. What I, want. I don't want a car. Let's I want a driver. Let's go. Um, I, I still have the house um, that I want to buy. It's, it's, a glass, it's a glass house that's in Lake, Lake Tahoe. Um, I think they're about maybe uh, $2.5 million. Um, and people keep talking about they want to buy a house. I don't want to buy a house. I want to buy an island. So it's certain things that I want. Let's so I'm not go, just thinking about bro. I love I'm, it. I, I'm so far ahead with my vision board. Like it, it's ridiculous stuff that I want. You know, and, no, and like Jamie said, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I speak it now. I'm still waiting for it to show up. Every day I look for the Jamie's Christmas tree and look on the tree and see if I got any presents. I, I, I'm there looking for it. Here's the thing, though. You you got it. You can speak it, but you got to do some work behind. it. <laughs> yeah, you put the work with it, but. <laughs> hey, 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 man! Listen, I, I I watched these people do this whole thing with GameStop last week, and and people became millionaires overnight. I'm like, man, why not get that text? I gotta give me some why, new friends. Why, why not keep me? Talking about friends that, that, yeah, don't keep talking about I want me? friends that say I love you. No, nah, I want no friends to tell me I love you. Tell me what's, what's going to be the next pump and dump. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny, but um. 
what we're going to do now, we're going to switch gears a little bit because, you know, we want to hold you, respect your time and everything. Definitely appreciate it. Definitely drop some gems. Oh, I'm having fun. I love it, man. Yeah, sure. We're going to switch, the, we're going to switch the, the gears a little bit because we like to have a little bit of fun here on, on the Empower Perspective mm-hmm. podcast. My man, Kareem Petty Spence, has been on a mission mm-hmm. for the last, we've been doing this for like five, six years now, and you're trying to find mm-hmm. out there's people that are petty um, on this mm-hmm. planet just like you. So I'm going to turn it over mm-hmm. to you, Kareem, and see if you can add another member to your petty army. Well, I, I think we already got um, a member that's, that's, you know, hasn't vocally said that he's petty, but I'm pretty sure um, the homeboy down there in South Carolina um, is, is very petty. And and I'm, even when you talk about money, he wants his money. He dealt with motor before <laughs> they tried to kill him. And I'm pretty sure he was like, nah, I need all my money. I don't care if you got robbed last night. I don't care if your house was on fire. I'm that bad now. <laughs> I need my money. I'm going to I, I my money. Man, give, I, give me my money. I, I got to take this phone call and I want to do it live on air right now. Okay. Due to inclement weather, all schools will be closed on Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. This will be a snow virtual instruction. Enjoy your day. Wednesday, February. Oh, hey, man. No school. You celebrating. That's a dreadful call for me. No, nah, you, you can't <laughs> celebrate like you still got to work. You act like you got a day off. Ain't no nah, day off. They, they, to the day. they said no virtual nothing. That's what they did? They I got a tell. They shut me what down. First of all, I don't know if you guys are into that crypto money. I'm telling you now, <laughs> get some crypto money. But My bad. Go ahead. Go back to the petty thing. I just need to celebrate real quick. Nah, nah, wait a minute, cause I'm make sure you guys get some some crypto, cause my my uh, my Ethereum is up eight <laughs> percent. Get some crypto money. Listen, that funny money that they've been they about to print out down in DC. Don't you don't you bet on that stuff? That's that funny money that will come out soon. Matter of fact, me so next time we do a presentation, I want to get paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I don't even want. Listen, don't cut me no check. <laughs> I want to be paid. And either alternate coin or Bitcoin. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what we can do. I don't think school district. You know, it's a little boy that um he paid off his um his student loans with Bitcoin. I heard about that. With Bitcoin, they invested in Bitcoin and paid it off. Paid off. Yeah. Paid off. So let's go back to yeah. the petty thing, man. So listen. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, so, I, I, I vehemently eject. <laughs> to the accusations and defamation <laughs> of my character and this slander here, uh, <laughs> these these these, these <laughs> derogatory epithets against uh-huh. my name. Those are a lot of big words. Yes, sir. I, I don't want you off the hook if you can even spell Vietnamese. I can't even pronounce it. V e h e m e. E N T L Y vehemently. Hey, beside this country twang, I'm very loquacious. Oh, <laughs> so those are some big words because I don't understand. Hey. I'm gonna take it as oh, disrespect. Oh, oh, I know, right? Like Kevin Hart said, Yes, for the old version. I love that scene. I, I, that's my, that was my introduction to Kevin Hart. I like, I like this dude. <laughs> I like this dude. But now, hey, me and my best friend in ninth grade, we had the same English teacher for different periods, and we had a mm-hmm. vet uh, because we had a vocabulary test. Like you get, you get so many points for all the vocabulary words. So we trying to uh, get the most, see who got the most points, learn the most words. So yeah, we learned all this stuff in ninth grade, man. We was like battling each other to learn words. So that's how mm-hmm. I do words. <laughs> man, that's that, that's big. Well, I tell you what, though, if I'm paying you ten dollars to holler at my girl for me. Every word, every dot, everything better be perfect for ten dollars. Ten dollars hard to get. Oh no, no, I'll break it down. No, no, I gotta write like I'm, I'm her dumb boyfriend. I gotta write like him now. <laughs> you gotta dumb it down. I gotta dumb it down. <laughs> she gonna be like, she know her boyfriend. She know her man ain't smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't, I can't throw the words in there. <laughs> she like, she be like this right. Uh, <laughs> you ain't write this. Uh, yeah, I did, baby. In my feelings. I, I I write it. I don't I don't speak it good, but I write good. <laughs> I, I write big words. I just can't say them. <laughs> it's just for me, baby. My heart. You gonna tell me how loquacious I am? <laughs> you is lying. Who wrote this for you? I wrote this. <laughs> my words. 
I'm, all the vehemently passion I have for you. <laughs> like, like that that sounds like some moody stuff. You've been listening. Yeah, yeah. Girl, I love you. I met abuse of all you. I met abuse of you, girl. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> well, but I, I am not petty though. My best friend is. It, since this whole petty wave been happening, we didn't uh -huh. know. Oh, look, we didn't know what petty was growing up, but my best friend been petty with preteens until like mm. we really discovered what petty was. We're like, mm -hmm. hey man, you petty. <laughs> All these, we didn't know what to call it, but you petty. <laughs> we didn't know what it was. We're like, damn, but you been a jerk. We, we know, we're like, damn, bro. But whole time he'll be petty. Like, that's what it is. You petty. <laughs> now, listen, I think it's petty. That you threw your man under the bus. He ain't even on his podcast. That's oh, I tell him his, no. I tell him his face. He, we are me, his son, his best, his girlfriend. We all established that fact, and we done said it in his face. So I ain't talking behind his back. <laughs> I now one time I say, y'all don't tell him, but I, my best friend. No, he petty. He know it. <laughs> he tried to deny it, but he know he petty. <laughs> that is funny. Well, Moody, man, we thank you for sure for being mm -hmm. on this show with us and, and rocking out. There's definitely some powerful information. The work that you're doing out there is definitely needed. We definitely appreciate you for the fact that you're doing that. And we definitely got to yeah. link up and, you know, you know, do some things. Yeah, sure. definitely, man. Y'all definitely hit me up. I'm on, I'm on Instagram a lot. So when I, if I do respond late to you, bro, don't take it, don't take it personal. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. So y'all tell me, I am Moody Black on everything. I'm going to get a t-shirt, Moody Black on everything. On Moody everything. On everything. So yeah, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Y'all definitely check me out. Uh, I'm on Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, iTunes. Check out Moody Black Manifest. Check out the album, y'all. Matter of fact, mm. um, we have what's called the Upstate South Carolina Music Awards. This year, I got nominated for five categories. So the results will be in, I think, next week. Mm. But I got Best Album, uh, Best Album Art, Best Video, Best Collaboration, and Best Solo Artist. So I'm putting out that. I'm getting all those categories, baby. I'm winning all mm. that. So yeah, y'all definitely send that positive energy. But uh, yeah, man, y'all, y'all check me out on my social media, especially my YouTube channel. Type in Moody Black, you'll see the beard. Uh, it's a little scruffy today, but yeah, y'all check, y'all subscribe, man. I gotta get those uh, subscribers. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, we're gonna close out with some final thoughts, Jamie. Any final thoughts from you? We're gonna go to Kareem. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, no, find your outlet, whatever it is you need to overcome whatever obstacles you are dealing with in life and, and use that to move forward. You have to find something though, anything, and use it. Facts. Kareem, Johnny D. I, I, I just want to thank the brother for coming on, man, and spending his time with us. Um, oh, man. Thank y'all, man. Lightning. Um, to, to hear that he's been able to work through some of his things and you know, he, he's putting that into art and he's definitely found his own lane. And I look forward to seeing him, not just on the stage in, you know, South Carolina, but also out there in Hollywood, New York, Chicago, oh, yeah. all those big, those big platforms, even Miami. So when you have your album release party in Miami, make sure you send us, you know, invite. Cause I like got Miami. you, man. It's nice, man. It's expensive, but it's nice. But but I know you can afford it because you got big things. You got you, <laughs> you, you got big aspirations, bro. <laughs> you hey, and vehemently got big aspirations. <laughs> I like that petty thing, man. I'm gonna have to use that from you on my show, man. Who <laughs> petty now? I like that. Don't, I like don't that. take it, man. As long as we get credit, don't take it. Do you like? Oh yeah, I got credit. you, man. I'm sorry, my man Kareem came up with this. I'm, I'm gonna shout you out. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, so well, thank y'all so much, man. Thank y'all. No, no doubt. We definitely thank you for being on. To our audience out there, um, for real, for real, like if you really are experiencing anything along the lines of depression or suicide, make sure you seek help out there. We're going to matter of fact, we want to drop your suicide hotline and some, some resources at the end of this podcast so you can get those numbers um, out there. That's awesome. Uh, make sure you definitely talk to somebody. Listen to yourself. Listen to your body. Listen to your mind. Listen to your spirit. And then, you know, you know when something's just not, not you're not being yourself, you know what I mean? Also put yourself around some some positive people, um, some positive energy, um, feed off of that and make sure that you, um, you know, let's, let's do 2021 right, right? Let's do that yeah. mental health, physical health, spiritual health. Let's just get 2020 right, you know, let's rebuild, it's time Thanks. to rebuild. And then 2022, we're going to start flying and, and, and we're going to right. take off for this. So maybe- 
Kareem, your house ain't gonna be all glass. It might be all um, uh, plastic wrap. It ain't gonna be glass, but it might uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they wanted glass, baby. Absolutely. But shout out to, uh, make sure you're checking out us out, uh, The Prime Perspective. We're going to be hitting up a lot of conferences coming March and April. Um, obviously, June, we'll probably be down in Atlanta again. The A, shout out to the A, Innovative School Summit, man. Word. Take them home. That's cool. Yeah, we're going out there. So we're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep out here doing our thing um, and, and spreading any knowledge or information that we got is yours. We're giving it out there. We're gonna go That's out what's there. up, man. If y'all come, hey, let me know, man. It's right down the road. I'll bring my mask. <laughs> right, let me know. Yeah, there you go. Let me know, baby. Alright, I'll roll down there holler time. But um, and check us out, the apartmentperspective.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the other stuff. You know, make sure right. you check us out. So um to everybody out there, until next time, stay empowered.